0: hello and welcome to another episode of hawks and handsaws i'll be one of your co-hosts today brad and i have eric sitting across the metaphorical table from me say hello
1: oh hello and i actually happen to be sitting at a table
0: like i'm sitting at a desk so i mean desk table that that kind of works
1: yeah, I can, I can arrange the laptop so it looks like you're kind of sitting in the chair
0: across from me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> squint, squint our eyes pretty, pretty hard. We can make that work. And for you, dear listeners, you can do the same, just to squint. <laughs> and it looks like we're sitting across the table from each other. Today's topic is one that I made up a couple weeks ago because I don't know where ideas come from that might be a topic for another podcast
1: dude that's a topic <laughs> there you go right
0: <laughs> where do ideas come from um today's topic is quality versus novelty now i remarked right before we started recording that maybe this wasn't actually an apples to apples comparison and i don't know how <laughs> i got eric to agree to it Because two weeks later, it seems a little dumb, but we're going to go with it. So, uh,
1: and you guys, huh? Actually, what it was, it was a red herring. We start with quality, and you're like in your head,
0: quantity, psych. (laughs) 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 Fooled you guys. Gotcha. So it was all part of the plan. (laughs) Well, my, (laughs) my first question to you, Eric, to start this. Do you like trying new things? Is that oh, something yeah, you I enjoy? Do. Oh, yeah. I do, actually. Yeah. yeah. So uh, tell us about your most recent new thing you tried.
1: Oh, I don't try new things anymore. I have no money to do that.
0: Well, hang on. You just said so that you enjoy that.
1: <laughs> just, I enjoy a lot of things. I enjoy cruises. I enjoy seeing the world. I don't do those either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what I'm, what I'm hearing is you have enjoyed them and now you're living devoid of your enjoying, enjoyment of things.
1: Correct. I am Great. a school teacher and a parent. So, <laughs> all joy is gone. No funds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this took a turn already, guys. I don't. Well, um, hold on. Are, Let me think. Hard. You got ahead of a small thing you've tried that's new recently, right? Like, I'm
1: trying. I'm trying. Oh, I tried a new pickleball paddle. How's that?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> Tell us about that experience. Um, let's see.
1: So, my wife and I. I don't remember how we got into pickleball. Oh, it was my sister and her husband. So they started playing pickleball. That's an
0: obvious answer. I didn't even know what happened, (laughs) but I know how it happened. Uh,
1: Pickleball, they invited us to learn. We're like, okay, we found other people who are playing now. And so then we got invited and it's kind of blowing up. And this is a whole side topic. Maybe a pickleball is a, uh, an episode waiting to happen here.
0: But, maybe. <laughs> I mean, we but, could talk about like new, fa- I think you put into novelty.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. A
0: new racquetball.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's just so much. Okay, pickleball is like the halfway point between tennis and ping pong, pretty much. Except they make these random weird rules to just be different for the sake of difference, you know, whatever. And I feel like, you know, when the metric system, you've got all the different prefixes to change, you know, what kind of size of measurement you're dealing with here by the, you know, times 10 essentially. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you can use like a meter. That's useful. Um, you might use centimeters or millimeters, you might use kilometers, but nobody on the face of the earth is using a decimeter. Like this just, why, why desa was ever made a prefix? I don't know (laughs) because nobody uses decimeters. I feel like pick a ball is a decimeter. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's that midway point that didn't need to happen.
0: <laughs> okay. Sure.
1: <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> like, it's not really useful, but I might just backtrack that slightly in that so many other people like it that. It's what I end up playing. It's because people (laughs) play it. (laughs) It's like, whatever. I would much rather be good at tennis or play people with ping pong, but whatever. Nobody's playing those. So uh, we're stuck here playing pickleball. Anyway, so, long story short, <laughs> this is too late, already. too yeah. late, that was, anyway, so we got into playing pickleball. We ended up getting a net just because it was easier to have one and invite people to play. Um, one thing pickleball does have going for it is it's got a, the learning curve is really shallow. You can, anybody can start pickleball and get the hang of it relatively quickly so um we got a net we got paddles and they were all pretty cheap we got two sets of two paddles so that we knew that anywhere we went we at least have the ability to host a game of pickleball (sighs) well we've been playing for a little while now but my wife more particularly than me I actually hadn't played very regularly but she had And I thought, well, you know, maybe it's time to actually put some money into this and get her like a real paddle. So I got her a a real paddle. Meanwhile, this guy from work is like, hey, you know what? I would really like to exercise. Let's make a pickleball a thing for us in the department. It's like, all right, we can do that. And uh, so he wanted to do this regular thing. So we're playing now more regularly. And his dad, I think, has a whole bunch of pickleball paddles. And I tried one one time and I was like, ooh, I need to get me one too. If I'm going to be playing this more regularly, maybe I should get one. So I got his pickleball paddle. So now I had two like pickleball paddles, one for my wife, one for me. And uh, yeah, so those were the newest things I've gotten. And they're expensive, Brad, pickleball paddles. Aren't
0: Talk about what, what, what are we talking here? We're talking like, go ahead, go ahead, just just guess. I'm just, <laughs> just guessing. Okay, so I'm looking at tennis rackets in my mind. I I don't know anything about pickleball, uh-huh, listeners, uh-huh. and and Eric, both of you guys, because um, this is probably a single listener and Eric. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. So tennis rackets, they start from like you know. 20 bucks for the piece of crap ones too you can go up as high as you want for um, sure and but like i feel like a good like i'm trying to get into amateur tennis probably somewhere between 100 and 200 and i okay. think ping pong is similar maybe like 25 percent cheaper maybe like generally because it's just less material perhaps okay. pickleballs in the middle so let's make that 12 percent. so you know 120 dollars <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's actually not a bad guess. That's some pretty good uh some pretty good reasoning. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean if you want to talk about that, I have a really nice ping pong paddle, or at least a pretty good ping pong paddle. And it was 80 bucks.
0: Yeah, right. See? For See a lot of that. people
1: that would seem absurd, but that it's a pretty nice one. One that I can solidly say I've got a good paddle, I can swap out the rubbers if I need to anytime. Uh <laughs> Pickleball, yeah. So my wife's paddle that I got her is regularly $150. Nice. I didn't get it for that price. I got it for 100 Very nice. Which 33% off, I think, is doing all right. But um, mine was actually significantly cheaper, but <laughs> mine was like... <laughs> Seventy five, I think it was. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, absurd. What? Mm-hmm. They're paddles, for Pete's sake.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, well, now that you have one, that's quality. Have you played a few games with this thing? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Are, are you have. happy with it? Are you satisfied with your your purchase? Ah.
1: I- I mean, yeah, it's playing good. Do I think it's worth $150 for hers or even (laughs) 80 bucks for mine? I don't know. Actually, I think mine genuinely. (sighs) Okay. Well, hers for one is by the premier brand. So my ping pong paddle is actually a butterfly and butterfly. If you're familiar with ping pong is actually like a premier brand for Ping pong equipment. Um, so this is pickleball's equivalent brand, I suppose. It was uh, um, oh shoot, I can't even think of it now. So much for that. I've lost all my <laughs> credibility, so you can't believe anything I say anymore. Uh, it's, uh, Selkirk. There you go. Selkirk's the brand. Um, so it's one of theirs, which is probably why it's expensive. You know, it's the brand to get to. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. It's got a short handle, which feels nice. It's long mine though. Ooh, mine is boasting a Nomex core, which I didn't know about this, but it's like the brother to, um, Kevlar. (laughs) Pretty cool. It's not bulletproof, but they do use it in like aircraft frames, which is awesome.
0: Which is very awesome. I do like when they say things like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like flame retardant. They literally make like uh, race car drivers suits out of them. So when their cars explode, they can come out fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. (laughs) Why does my pickleball paddle need to be made of this? I don't know.
0: (laughs) I don't know. It it sounds very... Ineffective <laughs> use of that <laughs> <experience>. <laughs> But okay. Good.
1: Well, structurally speaking, like I've said, it's actually uh has a nice structure to it. But cool. the the traditional thing for the paddles is on the interior they have like this honeycomb core, mm-hmm. so that's how it has a strong structure. It's kind of like if you took cardboard and put it on its side. Mm. And you just had a bunch of edge cardboard. It would be relatively hard if you glued it all together. So that's the same idea. Um, it's just this honeycomb pattern on the inside that they put two layers uh, to cover it on the outside. So my, my my honeycomb stuff is made out of Nomex. And I have no idea what hers is made out of. It's just cool like that, I guess.
0: But yeah, sure. Great.
1: It has a good so sound the, uh... to it, though.
0: It's like a... <laughs> so my, my original concept for quality versus novelty i think is about this next question okay, okay. If you have this pickleball paddle do you have any desire to get a new one or a different i one mean or to try new stuff or are you, I, are you satisfied I mean, yeah, with the sure. quality yeah a little of both to be okay. honest
1: so I was playing with this old cheapie that came in pairs, right? Mm -hmm. And out of the two sets that we had, they're both two different sets. I think I finally decided I liked one set better than the other. It just had a better bounce to it. The other one was kind of dead. So I ended up using one of those more exclusively. Um... And then in getting a new paddle, I actually decided, you know what, I want to go completely different. Let's go fundamentally different than what we have already so that we'll recognize something different, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like if we go to the extremes, maybe we'll be able to notice a playable difference. Um, so that's what I did. And could I tell a difference? Yeah. Uh, on hers, playing with hers, I actually like it quite a bit because it has such a very short handle. Like, it feels <laughs> more ping pong Like, I have a better control of the paddle in my hand. Um, and it's slightly elongated in shape, which felt nice, too. You know, a little bit more of a reach. Um, and then with this one, mine, it has a slightly more textured surface, which so could put more spin on the ball, which, heck, that's what I'm used to with with ping pong, and what I was so frustrated with when playing pickleball is that it didn't play like ping pong. Mm-hmm. No matter how hard I tried, the ball just wouldn't do what I wanted. And this does that more, which I like. So, am I content with it? Yeah, I'm happy with it. Did, was it worth that much money? I don't know. Do I want to try other ones? Sure, just to see how much different they are, especially like my brother in law. He got a new one, which is regularly 250 stinking dollars. <laughs> That's insane mm-hmm. for a paddle. Yeah. I got our net for like 80 bucks. <laughs> 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 anyway, so novelty versus quality. Are these paddles quality? Yeah, sure. I, I like them. I think they work well. Um, do they have a novelty factor? Sure how much does that affect the, how much you pay for them? I don't know because I really don't know how much they operate differently than really high-end ones. Does that mm-hmm. make – I want to find out. Um, maybe I'll ask my brother-in-law to play with this battle sometime just to see. But I don't imagine it playing 150 bucks better. I mean, for Pete's sake, you're whacking around a wiffle ball. It That's all this game is.
0: Oh, it's a wiffle ball. <laughs> it's really?
1: a wiffle. It's a glorified wiffle ball. Yeah, it's slightly heavier. Wiffle duty.
0: balls don't do anything that you ask them to ever.
1: You're you're right. You are correct, Brett.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you just pick them up and like try to just put them on like a shelf or put them in a bag, and they just blow away. <laughs> they're just there's not even uh, well, a breeze. Like I said, it just they're blows slightly away. heavier, heavier okay, duty fine.
1: wiffle balls, but they look exactly the same. They're <laughs> yellow or highlighter or color and they've just got holes drilled in the plastic. That's it. Jeez.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, awesome. So I, I don't mean, know if I
1: answered your question.
0: <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know either, honestly. So, uh, the, I think the, the, the hypothesis or the thing we're trying to determine if it's possible is like, can you achieve a sufficient quality of something that the that novelty in that same category of thing becomes irrelevant like you you never want to try other stuff because you you know that you have the best and what's the relationship between the two that's kind of what I'm like trying to figure out I guess so I most recently um, went on a work trip and on this work trip um, I'm away from home, am away from all sorts of stuff, but you know, there is still a, a need for food. And you know, since <laughs> on, on trips, you got to get food from places you're not normally getting them from. So I have a tangent, and I'll get back on point, and then I'll make my <laughs> actual point. Some people have decided that trying new things is difficult or they've tried enough new things and they just want to stick with what's familiar and i don't want to say that like the quality part of this but like familiarity versus novelty i think is kind of where i want to go for a moment um i recently went to india we talked about that briefly on a previous podcast and uh i watched a man who had come from not india but also not the united states fly to india and for every meal that i saw him eat Besides one where there is a set menu, (laughs) Um, he brought in Subway and he was a vegetarian. So he brought in a vegetarian Subway sandwich that he ate with a fork and knife while we were eating homemade Indian food at the same table. And I was looking at him and I'm like, I wonder, I wonder how he got there (laughs) in his decision making process. Like, has he been burned too many times like is his stomach just not handle all the spices and the whatever because i get that because mine really struggled on day three <laughs> but um <laughs> like <laughs> i feel that pain acutely but i wonder like you know what the answer is to this conundrum subway a vegetarian subway sandwich like i cannot think of anything more depressing you know, from like a fast food place than a vegetarian subway sandwich. Like, right? it just it just tastes like water, like water and bread, water bread. <laughs> well, you're not vegetarian, so you know. No, I know, but there's so many more exciting vegetarian options. Like, all of India is set up to support vegetarians. You can go to almost that is true. any restaurant that is true. anywhere and get a vegetarian dish. Like, this is very common. And, and like that's this weird so back to my most recent work trip this one was in anaheim california so a lot more familiar stuff but um work likes to take us out to a little bit higher um class restaurants i typically frequent i went to a place that was called the ranch and it was in an office building looking building um and i'm like OK, <laughs> and it was like right past the train tracks and like an overpass and there's an office building in the middle of like this construction area and there's a restaurant. And I'm like, this is this is going to be terrible. But here we go. As soon as I walk in, I could tell this place was fancy and expensive. and I'm like, OK, like very well, up, like upkept. They have really nice booths. Everything looked clean. Um, everything was dark and kind of moody. And uh, they were selling a bottle of bourbon or something some amber liquid bottle and it was going for a thousand bucks you know just kind of like in the front window as like they're check out our cheap sale and i'm like okay i, I see where we're getting into <laughs> I, I get it and um, we ordered some appetizers um which the appetizers themselves cost about the same as an entree i would get here in utah <laughs> but hey i'll eat appetizers they're all delicious um one of my coworkers and I ordered a steak. I ordered a filet. They ordered a prime rib, and we ate half and swapped just so we could try the different things. The half of the prime rib I had was the best steak I've ever had in my entire life. It it was, you know, as, as my family would say, I, I needed a moment alone, you know, just to <laughs> just to process this <laughs> glorious bite of steak that I had, and it just, it just kept going, and it was so perfect, and. I felt in that moment of like this is what I want steak to be always. And I will I have to come back here to get that and I feel like every other steak I'm going to have between now and then is never going to measure up. It's going to gonna be steak. jealous
1: of this steak right it's here. Gonna, it's
0: going to be jealous of it. Yeah. And like the steak itself I think it was like $70 like for that plate. But it was it was worth it in my mind. I didn't pay for it because work did because you work know, pays for things <laughs> on work trips. But I would be willing to pay that for that steak. That's how happy I was in that moment. And so I have two steak houses in my town here that are very popular and like very local and the stuff that use fresh beef from like farmers whatever. I've had steaks there, and that's where I'm going to have steaks going forward at restaurants. But I just feel like. Even if I try new things with it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. You know, like you can't dress up the steak enough to overcome the quality of that one to like make it novel. So I, I feel like I've hit that threshold of quality in my opinion, that it doesn't matter how novel the other steaks are. It will only reinforce that the best one I had was in California in this weird office building. Um, Side note, I also had the best pecan pie I've ever had in my life in that same restaurant for dessert. That's weird, I, super weird. It it was it was pecan pie in like a hockey puck shape, which is Good. weird. Okay, um, and it was topped with popcorn ice cream. like caramel popcorn ice cream on top of the pecan. I I can't describe it to you. It sounded weird. Best thing ever. So, <laughs> I don't know. Not. Not a sponsor because we don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, we might. We might be sponsored by Anchor or something, at some point. Yay! Way we're fancy to go, like that. Anchor. We'll, we'll get money. Maybe I'll record that separately. I guess. The point is, <laughs> I feel like we've hit. I've hit that with steaks because I had the best steak. I think I could ever eat. It was perfect in every way for me. Have you had a moment like that with something where you're like, this is the best this is of this? This is it. Like, it doesn't get better than this.
1: You know, that's a good question. And I don't know that I have an answer for you. But instead, I have a story <laughs> or an example. <laughs> sure. Let's just throw your curveball. It's okay. You always throw me curveballs. Um, Absolutely. so in talking about quality versus novelty, I feel like novelty is more than just a new thing. It's almost like, it's not like here are a bunch of steaks and they're novel because I've never tried that steak before. It's like, they've got a thing that makes it right. different. You know, there's some sort of shtick and <laughs> Like oh, my wife and I recently went to. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Slater's Fifty Fifty. No, never heard of. Okay, that. well it's it's like this burger place, and uh, they have milkshakes. Well, my wife and I we love milkshakes. We'll we'll go find milkshakes at places. Milkshakes yeah. are amazing. <laughs> well, we went to this place because their milkshakes are absurd, and they cost as much as I'm um, about. Willing to pay for a premium burger at a restaurant.
0: <laughs> um, so, so like $16? That's what I would pay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? For a shake? For a milkshake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so granted. So I have to preface this with a few things. So, you know, the milkshake is, I don't know if you can tell. It's a, Okay, about the height of my microphone right here. So it's pretty, pretty tall. Sure. You know how some alcoholic drinks they're really fancy. I don't really know what to call the drinks because I don't drink. But you know the ones where they like make the lip of the drink sticky and they put salt on it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 yeah totally. Okay. I just came from so a that- work
0: trip. Do you know what everybody else does on work trips besides me? <laughs> they drink every liquid known to man. That's what yes, they do. Yes, yes. Okay, I've seen so plenty you know of I'm kinds of about. drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Sometimes it's sugar, so, sometimes it's salt, sometimes it's, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyway, they do that with this milkshake for like an inch around the rim of, oh, graham cracker. Just because (laughs) (laughs) why not? So um oh I I guess there are it depends on the shake that you're getting, I'm sure. But uh I a friend of mine got one and it was a strawberry cheesecake shake. And it had that graham cracker crust that was going around the rim of the cup that Mm -hmm. he was getting, and it was like this thing, and it had this giant mound of whipped cream on top. Oh yeah, and an entire slice. Of you know, cake on top of it <laughs> with the straw sticking out of this thing. Like, what is this milkshake?
0: <laughs> yeah, it I was think pretty I love awesome. This place, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: it was pretty great. And well, my wife and I, we got the uh, we got the s'mores one, which again, you know, it does the graham cracker around the edge, um, and with those s'mores, it then has like real graham crackers shoved into the shake, sticking out, and then it had like three sticks of (laughs) (laughs) flame-charred marshmallows sticking out. I'm like, dude,
0: (laughs) (laughs) what is this thing?
1: So yeah, we got that. Ridiculous. But like the reason why anybody would be willing to pay $17, $18 for a milkshake is because it's just so ridiculously over the top. Right? right, That's the novelty of it. Is Nobody else is doing this Nobody's putting a cheesecake on top of <laughs> On top of a milkshake I um, kind of get that, that sounds so
0: <laughs> See already you're sold No I'm sold By the way I should be there in like Two months so we're gonna go Yes let's do it We're coming for Christmas Yeah
1: Excellent anyway. This will be great It's going to be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's the thing is it makes it new. It's different than everybody else. Mm. That's why I'd be willing to pay that much. Um, But then here's the thing I think we're trying to arrive at. Does it satisfy like it's new, it's cool, it's fancy, great. But when you actually taste it is the experience that you have in eating it equal to like the, Excitement of getting it—is right. it something that you're like, oh yeah, that was it, that was everything I hoped it was gonna be, so that you come back again to pay that stinking eighteen dollars <laughs> for a milkshake, <laughs> or does it just wear off? You know, like the cool factor's done. Yeah, and that's that's what we're kind of deciding here. That's a hard question to answer, and I don't I don't know how to get there. I, I remember here's another. Side story. I'm telling two stories. I told you I was only going to get you one. This is a two-for-one deal.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: <clears throat> well, I, I remember talking to... I played trumpet in high school, and we were in the orchestra, the pit orchestra, for a like a show one year. It was our, our hometown. They have a community theater, and so we're in the orchestra for this community theater thing. And we got talking about some of the other trumpet players, like the really well-known trumpet players from the other high schools, because everybody knows who the lead trumpets are. And you're like, oh yeah, that guy and that guy. And in the high schools at the time, it, like if you were going to be in any of the bands, you had to be in the marching band. And so that was the most prevalent place you'd see them. And when you're in the marching band, you'd always have the trumpet player who, the one trumpet player, the lead trumpet player who's out there squealing his heart out. You know, it's like, oh, it could get up the highest and wow, he could really blast it out. And that was the cool thing. But we discovered, and this uh, other trumpet player I was talking to, he's like, you know, uh, you can be like Scott. I think Scott was his name at the time, the guy who was universally known as the good trumpet player across all the high schools. It's so like, you could be like him and you can have this range. that's amazing. And you can really wail those high notes that nobody can reach and blast them out there. And it's cool right up until another guy can do it better. And then he's irrelevant now. <laughs> and Dead. then he said, or you can be that kind of trumpet player that, you know you're able to you have this really nice rich tone and it just sounds musical and when you play people feel something and he said it's in that moment when they feel something that you can't beat that it it was an experience you know they felt emotionally this connection to what you were playing and doing at the time that was above and beyond this experience of someone just doing something impressive. It was touching versus amazing, you know? Mm. So I think that's kind of like this quality versus novelty. Is it, are we arriving at this moment where it's like, wow, I've had an experience, something that touched me that, Like you and your steak can't be surpassed because it was, you needed a moment. You needed some, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it was almost an emotional experience rather than, wow, that was impressive. Something that was just cool to look at or observe or anything like that. You know, there was that emotional connectivity to it. I think that really makes it quality versus just novelty.
0: And this is why, you know, I really enjoy these podcasts with you because I think that was very beautifully said and actually made our topic sound like it had a point. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's excellent. It is trivia time. So uh, hit me with it.
1: Hit me with your best shot. Okay. So... <laughs> Interestingly enough, in preparing for this podcast, I thought about all the things that could relate. That story happened to be one of them. And another thing that came to my mind was actually Samsung and their Galaxy flips and folds. Okay. Because why not? You know, Because right now, what is their biggest selling point, I think, is that they are novel, right? A foldable screen? What? And so that's their cool factor. That's what's getting people to buy them is being able to fold your screen in half. I
0: think I've got an excellent counterpoint to that point somehow. So, <laughs> wow. Look at you it's weird. All right, carry on.
1: So uh, don't, don't get me wrong. I think there is some actual value in being able to do that, but that's primarily one of the selling points, too. Is it's just wow, this is neat and nifty. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, uh, I don't know that recent numbers have been revealed with their um, their four line, they had the Galaxy Z Flip Four and the Z Fold Fours. So, we're going to go back a generation to the Z Flip Threes. Just the flips, we won't do the folds. The flip, by the way, is like the single-handed flip rather than the fold, which pops out into like right, a right. tablet size. Yep. So <clears throat> just the flips, the Z Flip 3s. If we are doing the Z Flip 3s here, how many do you figure that Samsung uh, shipped out in 2021? Of the Z flip threes.
0: (laughs) If I had to guess what the question was for this episode, I would have just died before I got here. Like (laughs) there's there's no way. Like I would never. Okay. I'm pretty sure my, one of my coworkers on this work trip I went on had a galaxy Z three flip. Like, in their hands i saw it in action i held it in my hand too and i'm like this feels like a waste of engineered time and space (laughs) but (laughs) whatever i I feel like the flip is totally (laughs) i I don't get it i don't know i don't remember what her reasoning for buying it was either because i did ask her about it but for the number to stop selling how many did they ship out
1: Yeah, so basically, essentially, how many did they sell for
0: 2021? So a full year of cell phones. It's a weird one.
1: Specifically, the Z Flip 3.
0: All right. This is also worldwide, right? Uh Uh-huh. It's a worldwide market. 100K. 100,000
1: of the z flip threes in 2021
0: yeah that's my guess no no <laughs> Five. <laughs> Hundred thousand.
1: no, no you're five. not in the ballpark <laughs> May- maybe oh, just five even <laughs> <laughs> I- add I another don't... zero on the end you might be getting closer
0: really we're talking about like millions huh yeah. 1.5 million?
1: That's like no, a- you were. No, cl- no, no, not 1.5.
0: We were 20.
1: actually 7 million.
0: 7 million.
1: 7 million that- Z Flip 3s in 2021. That's a lot, dude.
0: That's a lot. No, that's very. And I've
1: seen like one ever.
0: No, same. That was the one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I wonder if they're not for a U.S. market primarily. Cause like, I'm guessing, because there's a lot of markets that my demographic isn't a part of. You know, like yeah, yeah, okay, interesting. Seven million in yeah. one year for a weird phone. Yeah, I'm like, and like I, I was kn- like, go ahead. Yeah, like. I got the, uh, well, you can just fold your phone in half and like it's like a little stance. So you can watch movies or videos on like one half the screens. Like I would never want to do that because no, it's I such a wanna... small viewing space.
1: Yes. Actually, no, the one that I've seen that you could do like selfies with that is actually kind of handy because then it's actually standing up and your camera is facing you. That I could see as being handy because how okay, often sure. have you tried to like put stand your phone up or lean it against something yeah, or whatever? Okay. yeah, yeah. I could see I that. that. It's a tripod now cool
0: yeah that's a very like specific use case though and it's not worth the entire phone being engineered to take more convenient selfies yeah it's it's not my life at least i I do know that people do make a living off of doing that but weird weird anyway your your comment about the novelty of these flips and folds um you know, that, that guy I read books from a lot, Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> Wait, has, who's
1: this? I don't think I've heard of this guy.
0: He has the Fold, <laughs> the newest Fold one. So he is all about having a big convenient screen for a variety uh-huh. of reasons. Um, he likes to be able to see stuff on his phone, like especially like concept art or whatever, so he can work yeah, yeah. from his phone. Um, and so he had like a tablet a few years back that had phone calling capabilities. And uh you know, so he he's at dinner and you know he pulls his tablet to his face (laughs) and he's felt like a total moron. Yeah. (laughs) That was his life until the fold came along where it it does both, right? It can be a full phone ish size or it can be a tablet ish size. And he's like, Yeah, it it's super heavy. It's like a freaking brick, but it does everything (laughs) that I need it to do. And that's awesome. And it works Has for his he use case. Has he heard of Bluetooth earpieces? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. But <laughs> he doesn't use it for the novelty. He uses it literally for its purpose. For the
1: practicality, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I know of one individual on the planet that did not buy it for the novelty because they have attempted to get this thing out of previous products that the, the use case. So there we go.
1: Which reminds me, I actually did see, I don't know how YouTube recommends what it does, but I got recommended this video. Some dude had this LG phone that Mm -hmm. was a concept that didn't actually come to fruition. And it was like like a scroll, I think. I forget what they called it. But it was like a normal phone. Mm -hmm. But then you take three fingers and you swipe sideways and it rolls out. So, like, it has its front screen that wraps around to the back side. Okay. So that when you swipe sideways, it actually expands, and the back screen rolls outward to become part of the front screen. Yeah. Funky. That
0: is funky. Well. Um,
1: (coughs) Just imagine all of the engineering issues that could go on with that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah so many so many that's so weird um okay youtube talking about that i think that's a perfect novelty thing i think it runs on novelty now with the algorithm
1: right? <laughs> yes and, and it, like, does.
0: it is a constant battle between novelty and quality i feel like because when i find a channel that does good stuff it's in my subscriptions and I go there to see the new stuff. And I know when I click on it, I'm going to be watching something good. Because like mm-hmm. I have a relationship with these people making these videos now. But the home screen Aww, is just... oh that's cute. <laughs> 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 it's just novelty <laughs> everywhere. But the novelty sometimes gets me to good stuff. Okay. So, two stories. One... I would have never, ever looked for on my own the Bosnian Ape Society videos. If you have not heard of them.
1: Oh, wait. Did you?
0: I, I might have shared have, one with you at one time? You part. might have shared one
1: with me one time.
0: So they, they take mundane topics or whatever, and they make them ludicrous and militaristic.
1: Yeah. Isn't that the one? Something about airplanes.
0: I don't remember. It's like a fighter jet thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's like how to defend yourself against, you know, high-impact heat-seeking missiles while playing chess or whatever. Um, You know, like, (laughs) and it was... Why? It's so dumb, but I really enjoy their stuff. They they came out recently with, um, you know, the Soviet Union's version of the Cup of Noodles. And how we're going to do it, make it superior to the Western version. (laughs) And so they're like, their Western version's cup of noodles is weak and fragile. (laughs) We are going to make it out of the finest, you know, military grade steel, like your your little uh, pickleball paddle that uh-huh. kind of thing like no we're gonna make the cup of noodles out of like invulnerable things and like they talk about the specs of the metal it's like it and withstand speeds up to like mach 3 and temperatures going up to like three thousand degrees yeah just in case your cup of noodles but your cup of noodles will never be surprised because we're gonna put like a a radar like a blink to it so it's just constantly <laughs> scanning for threat it's so stupid it makes zero sense but it made me laugh, and it's it's not good quality. It's just a novelty thing, and it, it hits something in my brain of like, yes, we should arm everything. On my YouTube homepage right now, I did not prepare for this. There is one of their videos: Can a modern main battle tank defense to defend against a baguette? And I don't know the answer to that question, but they will spend eight minutes explaining the answer to me. And I don't know why, but I kind of want to watch it. In terms you know, of quality, I'll oh, go ahead. Yeah.
1: If we were in the same room, I'd probably pat you on the shoulder and say, I'm, I'm glad this makes you
0: happy, Brad. <laughs> I had that conversation with my wife like an hour ago.
1: <laughs>
0: one of the things you we were watching, and I'm like, I'm glad this makes you happy because it, it's, it's not for me. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't like what this is. Anyway, yeah. Quality. Here, give us a story about that real quick about YouTube. A few years ago, I found a game on my cell phone called Subterfuge, which I have tried desperately to get people into because I think it's a fantastic game. I try to get you into it, and you're like, "I don't play games. I don't do things. I'm lame." I'm like, "Okay, fine." So I got my brother into it because my brother plays games and just does stuff, you know. he's kind of like a a agent of chaos at the moment and so i can get him into stuff and years ago that was still the case so we should have him as a guest
1: star sometime
0: i think we should yeah (laughs) he'd be fantastic he would
1: definitely uh, throw wrenches in all the (laughs) 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 gears.
0: that's making the assumption we had gears um the okay fair enough because like we have order and structure (laughs) yes we have an intro and a trivia and we do stop talking eventually but (laughs) much to everyone's (laughs) happiness and there is much rejoicing um i'm so off track subterfuge (laughs) it's a game and I was trying to figure out a way to describe this to people, so that they would get into the game. So I looked it up on YouTube, like, has anybody else in the world heard about this video game? And then there, were, I found a group of game people who did like game reviews and game talk called Cool Ghosts. And they made a five-part series about subterfuge called the Subterfuge Diaries. And each diary was about 40 minutes. And so if you take five videos at 40 minutes, all of a sudden, You've got a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So you've got more than three hours of content about subterfuge. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch all this. So I did. And I watched all three hours or so of these people playing the video game that I already like. And they had the perfect experience to describe my feelings about subterfuge. And they did it in only three hours. So perfect. So I'm like, hey, people who like subterfuge, you should watch this. And nobody else watched it. And I wondered why, because <laughs> it was just so brilliant. And I liked these people so much. And I'm like, let me figure out what they've done recently. And their channel just disappeared. And I'm like, I don't understand where they went. I looked at their website. They had like a weird breakup in their little friend group or something. There was a falling out. There was health issues. I don't know. I tried to find out where they went, and they just disappeared. And this was like two or three years ago. Last year, a thought came to me, and I'm like, you know what? You know what was really good? That's Subterfuge Diary. Subterfuge. Thing. Let me, let me Let me watch that again. So I watched the three hours again. I'm like, yeah, still great. Love it. Played a couple more games. Um, Spoiler alert for months ago, I got my cousin into Subterfuge, and he has consistently beaten me to the point where I'm just depressed every time I play that game, because... <laughs> Either I'm in the game with him and he wins, or I'm playing a game without him and I know that he would have won <laughs> if he was in this game. So now the game's almost ruined for me, and it's kind of sad. But I still play it for special occasions, because the game takes two weeks to play. But That is so long. All, all of these random things aside, on YouTube, there was a suggestion for a review of a board game that i had been looking into and that's uh the war of the rings so the lord of the rings version Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. board game and it's basically risk but intense risk with lord of the rings stuff um so right right very very intense and apparently the game takes like five hours to play or something (laughs) so something awesome better than two weeks better than two weeks it's true and uh, anyway, I started watching this review, and it was the same people from Cool Ghosts years later they had gotten back together, and now they have a board game review channel and I'm like, "How amazing is this? The people I enjoyed back in the day now do board games, which is now my new thing as of about a year and a half ago, and it's just how serendipitous, how wonderful is this And
1: the planet's
0: it, aligned the planet's aligned, and like I it came to since I've watched those three hours, I've come to realize that not everybody wants to watch three hours of people talking about a video game on their phone, but
1: you are correct.:
0: It is perfect for me, though, <laughs> for some reason, and I don't know <laughs> why, and I've come to accept that things that are perfect for me usually don't translate to the people around me. It's <laughs> not <laughs> so that was an interesting like observation there so i think quality to make my actual point now depends on the person a lot of the time okay because if you were holding your pat your um pickleball paddles and you're like i like the spin of mine even though it's cheaper i like the extra length and like the handle on my wife's as you're describing that so like it became like a personal fit thing almost to a point where Oh, yeah, sure, sure. A higher quality product may not be the one that you actually want.
1: I mean, I feel like they have various orientations for different tiers of quality, you know, so you could get some of the same benefits. But, yeah, you know what I mean? The short handle in the low range, the mid range and the high range prices or, you know, whatever. But yeah, I I see what you mean, that there are various things that appeal to people. Um, I'm not sure how that fits in with the debate, though. I mean, there are things that are novel to you. Maybe maybe that's something to think about, too. Uh, I don't know with the advent of the internet, I feel like there are very few things that aren't worldwide. You know, most people have, we, we've kind of got this core basis, a core shared cultural knowledge of things, you know, mm. like it's for instance, um, oh, I don't know. Well, let's throw out some CG CG. It is very difficult for people to be impressed by CG because, well, everyone does it well now Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: it's so much more cost effective to do it. I mean, if you were to go back into the uh, early 2000s or even, you know, the 90s, when you had people doing effects in film, you know, it was kind of like the, the practical effects versus visual effects And as soon as visual effects entered the picture, you could tell. But then if you had one that was like so good, wow. I remember seeing the trailer for Beowulf one time, Mm -hmm. you know, when it was first coming out. And I was really confused by it. I'm like, what is happening? Watching the trailer, it was like he's in the cave. And you have Angelina Jolie's voice talking over the back, and she's like the monster, and he has his glowing horn by his side, or something like that and I remember being confused because I'm like the glowing horn that's fake, but yeah, his face looks pretty darn good, and it's in the dark, it's in the shadow, I'm like and that's that's Angelina Jolie like that's her, you know mm-hmm. they did they they can't make models that good, but they did. And so it was like really throwing me for a loop there for the first time. I think with CG that it was like, wow, they really went to town on this. Now, obviously if you watch the whole film, you're like, okay, that doesn't, that's not quite there. Um, but you can recognize Anthony Hopkins. You're like, they modeled Anthony Hopkins and he looks like Anthony Hopkins. They, uh, yeah. So they did a good job with a lot of different things, So for its time, it was like, wow, that was impressive. And it was novel and quality at the same time. Okay. Unfortunately, since a lot of people did it, the novelty is gone and the quality has gone up. So you don't go to watch Beowulf for the impressive visual spectacle anymore. I don't know that anybody goes to watch Beowulf because it was a terrible film, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, yeah. So on the other hand, you've got things like, oh, I. Well, let's let's talk about the original Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. No CG, really. I mean, there were a few sequences that did. But a lot of the big ones, they didn't use CG. And hot dang, for as early as it was made, it looks so good. Oh, yeah. And it has not been surpassed. Like, it still looks good. That T-Rex, dang, I believe that that T-Rex was right there. And when she shined the flashlight in its eye, that was like a real eye. (laughs) That pupil (laughs) contracted. (laughs) That was amazing. You know, and it was so good. Um, So there was quality that was put into the work that put it at a level that no matter how much better everybody got at doing other things, they knew that they couldn't be surpassed in the way that they did it. Um, Even, I think we've talked about Independence Day before, you know, like, dang, that was such a fun movie and they did it so well. You've got this giant 13 mile across spaceship that crashes down into the earth and you know they they do like what what what's it what, it's like a um what's that called when you have a transition from one to another thing it's a, a wipe <laughs> not a wipe fade sure a fade but not it's match cut <laughs>
0: sure. yeah yeah yeah
1: a match yeah i don't know basically when you see the spaceship in the distance uh-huh. you don't actually see it crashed into the earth you see it crashed into the earth but it's like blurred at the horizon line right because okay. that's kind of how it would be you've got
0: mm-hmm. the
1: horizon haze and how easy is it to then just have this model and then you just match it up with actual footage down below and all right, blur out that line down there and you call it good. And because they did that, it looks like it works. Yeah. You know, so and it's, you're a, like, it's
0: compositing or feathering, right?
1: Yeah. There you go. Feather is one of the words I was looking for. The other gradient, gradient is the other word I was looking for. Got it. So those are the Got two. It. So yeah, by doing the feathering and stuff, it made it look all right. It worked and they knew how to mm-hmm. put their materials and position it in such a way that it worked out. They knew where their weaknesses were, so they weren't going to do an up-close ground zero shot
0: <laughs> of right. some
1: guy looking up at the ship because they knew, we can't do that. So they went with what they knew they could do well to the point that it could not be surpassed, um, which I thought, that that's cool. So even though you've got old films with technology that is now leagues and above beyond what they were able to do, it still holds up because they maxed out what they could do with what they had. Um, And nobody can pass it. So I think that's cool. Um, I kind of went on this tangent here, but (laughs) (laughs) you you were talking about YouTube and how YouTube is all about uh, novelty these days And I think you're right because everybody can do everything. So what's what else is there new to do? Sometimes it's just the absurdity of something. Nobody else has tried this before. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if that you...
0: That is the definition of Bosnian Ape Society. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Nobody's absurdity. tried this. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I think you were the one that introduced Owl Kitty to me, weren't you?
0: I did. Yeah.
1: Yes. Nobody's done that before. <laughs> But it wasn't enough that nobody had done that before. They had to do it to the point where it's just absurdly good too. You know, Mm -hmm. it would just be a, a mildly amusing thing. By the way, those of you that are unfamiliar with Owl Kitty, I think Owl Kitty is the official channel name or the username or whatever of a YouTube channel. And he essentially replaces things in famous movies and clips with his cat. So speaking of Jurassic park, that whole T-Rex sequence where it breaks out of the paddock and attacks the cars, he replaces the T-Rex with his, his black fluffy cat. And like, that was amazing work. It looks so good. And he filmed his actual cat and he actually did the cat doing the right you know, movements and stuff by a feather toy and a bobble. Um, and I don't know how he like manually went out and erased the parts of the T-Rex that were in the way. Holy smokes. Like there is so much skill that went into these stupid little shorts that are doing nothing but adding cats to this situation, which is what's making it absurd. I honestly think my favorite is ghost, which (laughs) (laughs) you think, wait, where is a cat being put into ghost? Well, instead of, you know, sculpting a nice pot on a spinning wheel, (laughs) they're massaging the cat on the spinning (laughs) wheel. (laughs) And it looks so good. Are there a few things that could be improved? Maybe, but it's so good. Like The quality that this guy put into it makes it so that even if the novelty is surpassed, well, he was the first one to do it Mm -hmm. and it was done well. So he will stay that way. If someone else comes in and does it better, it won't matter because this was done really well the first time. You know, it the minutiae isn't, isn't going to make that much of a difference. If he made it really terrible, like just choppy, it's like, oh, hey, that's kind of funny. That's amusing. And then someone else comes along and really goes at it. You're like, oh, no, but that's cool. Mm-hmm. But this guy did it well enough that the novelty offset any lapses in quality, you know? Okay. I'm not sure what this really adds to this discussion. Take me home, no. Brad, because yeah, I just kind of threw There's, some things at you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap up. Um, <laughs> I think what we've discovered, all from Eric, by the way, I'm not sure I had anything to this conversation, but it is better to have quality in in something than to be novel. So we talked about the trumpeters and like, if you have that. Good quality tone and are just making a connection with people because of the quality of your play, and that is more important than being flashy, than being loud, being, I would say, novel is kind of what we're the framework we're yeah. working with. It's more important to do that, and that will outlast any novelty. However, in your last example, if you can do both, <laughs> if you can have something that's novel and has intense quality then that that's the sweet spot where it doesn't matter if something is more novel later, your quality will carry you through and the novelty will help you like get an novelty earns
1: you like the reigning spot,
0: you know, because you were the first
1: one to do it. I think that's why star Wars has lived so long because shoot, it was like, you want to talk about storyline storyline is terrible. It's (laughs) not really well-written. Uh, the acting is not great Harrison Ford accepted <laughs> you know and I, even him sometimes he's like man this is a ridiculous story but <laughs> but like what made star wars so cool back in the late 70s was that nobody had done this before and wow this was a visual spectacle how the heck did they do that
0: well i would say that yeah like the story didn't have the quality but like as you're mentioning the visual effects yep. did a spectacle yeah carry on
1: and so even though it has certainly been surpassed it's like revered simply because this is the grandfather
0: of visual effects you know yeah. all right well yeah this was definitely not my intention two weeks ago to talk about these topics but i think we still talked about some pretty cool stuff shared some cool stories I don't have a cool little ending thing anymore, but thank you all for listening. <laughs> and uh, hopefully I'll get these episodes published.
1: <laughs> See Speaking of week. Jurassic park, we are ending this like a Michael
0: Crichton novel. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I need an explanation for that. We're not all English teachers. <laughs> oh, sorry. My
1: big joke, Michael Crichton. He's the guy who wrote Jurassic park. Um, oh. So the book, he wrote it. Yeah. And he has a tendency, at least in the few that I've read, that once he gets to his climax, okay, well, I'm done with this book. And he just really kind of ends it. For instance, the book Jurassic Park, you know, everything's building up and they're all getting to escape the island. And then as soon as they lift up, like they literally bomb the island. And that's the end. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're done, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) So uh, that's how this episode's rolling. And we're done.